Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey there! Do you like films? Do you like wrestling from the 2000s? Do you want to see a film about wrestling from the 2000s? Well, WrestleTalk are hosting a special screening of Ready to Rumble for its 19th anniversary at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on May 7th, 2019. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Myself, Ollie Davis, Luke Cohen, Laurie Blake, Randy Andy Dat. Some Pequenel and maybe a few other surprises will be in attendance for a meet and greet before the film. And then stick around after the screening for a special Wrestle Ramble podcast recording where we'll talk in depth about David Arquette winning the WCW Championship to promote the film and what it did for the wrestling industry. Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kind of always like that smell. If you've not seen Ready to Rumble before, come see the sports entertainment epic The Detroit News Said manages to insult not only pro wrestlers, but also their fans. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, you're in there. The Matt-based masterpiece the New York Post called a toilet humor farce proud of its own crudeness. Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. And if that doesn't tempt you, the Orlando Sentinel said of this barn burner brilliance, yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. Any match, any time. The Steel Cage. Steel Cage wins. No, so come see... Shut, Shut up, Randy! Randy. Shut, up, Shut up, you're not part of this! So come see Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema on May 7th with your friends at WrestleTalk. Tickets are available now. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. What are your plans for the weekend? For the bank holiday weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got Friday off. You've got Monday, Monday off. Yeah. Um, I haven't got any plans. Oh, I'm going around my friend's house on Saturday to meet his daughter for the first time. Oh, lovely. The little baby girl. Oh, how exciting. But more, more fun <laughs> is next Sunday where... The marathon men, me and my chaps who who run the marathon, we go. 
It was so nice to have everyone out supporting us. People who had no connection to the runners at the Brighton Marathon were still there handing out sweets. There was one group of lads who seemed to have created a drinking game around people who run past them. Uh, I ran past them once. They went crazy for me. They were going crazy for everyone. Okay. And it really helped. Yeah. Uh, and then I ran past them about two hours later. They were absolutely S-faced. Oh. And they were still going crazy, <laughs> but in a more slurred way. Yeah. And I want to be those guys. Oh, right. So okay. to help the London marathoners... Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to go down to the the most desperate stretch where no one is yep. for the London Marathon and cheer people on there and drink beer. How exciting. Uh, so around Canada water. Yep. Yeah. Sounds sort good. Of Star Wars Episode Eight section of London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Was that Rogue One? They shot Rogue One in Canary Wharf. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, the uh, Last Jedi stuff that you're thinking of was shot in Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. What about you? Where I went to what are your uh, weekend plans? Uh, well, I'm at a wedding on Saturday. My friend Chris is getting married. I'm one of his groomsmen, so I'm very, very excited for that. Get to hang out with uh, some of my buddies um, and have some few drinks. We're going down there on Friday night to check into our hotel and everything like that. So very, very excited for that. How event. many drinks? Isn't um, there a verb? To get Luke. <laughs> to get well, Luke at the wedding. No, no, no. It's, it's to be the Luke Owen of a wedding. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't think I'm going to be the Luke Owen of this wedding. Um, I, d- I don't know, Matt. I think that time has passed me by now. I yeah, I've d- I've new done chapter. It. I think it's a new chapter. I'm going to stop trying to be the Luke Owen of a wedding now uh, and just enjoy myself rather than wake up the following morning being like, oh, dearie me, what, what mistake did I make? The what, beer fear. Yeah, what idiots did I make of myself? What did I say? What did I do wrong? So, um, yeah, I'm going to avoid the beer fear. Also, I'm in a nice hotel. I want to enjoy the breakfast the following day, yeah. which you can't do with uh, A, with beer fear, but B, with beer tummy. You, uh, you, you get optimistic. You fill the plate with stuff. And you think, I need to fill this yeah, plate yeah. with stuff because I need to eat something. I need, to, I need something to absorb yeah. the bile And in then my you try. Gut. Yeah. And it doesn't work. You get about a quarter of the way in. And you just look at the plate, sad. Then you just feel sad. Yeah. And I don't want to feel sad. I don't, don't just feel sad. I feel kind of wasteful. Yeah. I feel that there's there's people who would really appreciate this food. Absolutely. And there's, there's three quarters of a plate left. So I try and push it all into one bit so it makes it look like I've eaten more. Yeah. But it starts to pile. <laughs> so I put a napkin over it. Yeah. Then it looks like cloudy with a chance mm. of meatballs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing on Saturday. Then going to be chilling out on Sunday when we get back home. Probably watch a couple of movies, watch some How Did This Get Made films, most likely. So um, what we're looking, to, we did that last Sunday and very much enjoyed ourselves. Watched Van Helsing, which is a dreadful movie. I took Kaylee Byron to see Van Helsing. Yeah. as a teenager, um, I wanted to watch the movie. Yeah, I... she wanted to get frisky. Oh, hello. Yeah. So have you seen the film then? Yeah, yeah, I told her to stop. <laughs> Shh, I want to hear what Hugh Jackman's saying. He's wearing a nice hat. I remember that was before I realised that I didn't like stuff. So it, I, I, it was quite famous amongst my friends that I liked everything. Mm. I'd go and see a movie. That was really good. Was everything really good. Or it was either, that was really good. Or that was amazing. Yeah. Like The Matrix. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, so that was before I started to realise, huh, no, some of these things have significant issues. Yeah. And then that was the, the moment of experience, I believe. It was the uh, the Phantom Menace for me. Mm-hmm. Although I'd that still... That was early. Yeah. It's like I, 98, 99. 99. But that was 
as opposed to I realized it was bad, I came out convincing myself it was good. Sure. And yeah. being like, no, no, it wasn't bad. No, I did like it. And, uh, but I knew in the back of my head that I was just telling myself You're that. reaching, aren't you? Oh, yeah. re- the pod race was so good, though. Yeah. And that final lightsaber fight was absolutely <laughs> awesome. And I still stand by it. It's the best lightsaber fight in any of the movies. But at the same time, there is this niggling thing in the back of your mind going like, yeah, but it wasn't good, though, was it? Mm. And like, I then went to go see it a further five times at the cinema. <laughs> Every time going like, no, 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 I do like it. I, I just, I, I was too excited the first time. So I need to go see it again. So I can really, I, you know, my expectations won't be so high. But no, I, I did like it. I did like it. That's weird, because the first film I remember feeling like that about was the Mr. Bean movie. <laughs> I laughed a lot. And I came out being like, huh, oh, that was that was really funny. But it was the first kind of film I'd seen that wasn't properly made for kids with toy rangers attached to it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I can't buy anything. And who was the bad guy? Like, where was the villain? And why wasn't there any fighting to overcome the villain? Uh, but it was it's Mr. Bean. I like Mr. Bean. Therefore, it must be good. Uh, and I felt reaching. And that lasted for about 10 years until... X-Men The Last Stand. That was the film that broke me. Was What about you? Um, no, no, I think... Uh, what was the film that really broke me? That was me? the first film I said I didn't like, and I hated it. I, I think it might have been Matrix... Revol- is it the second one? Is Revol- Reloaded? Reloaded. Reloaded the second one. one. How could you not like that movie? Because all I could remember was the scene with the colonel from KFC. Oh, that was that blew my tiny teenage mind. And I came out being like, what was that? Because me and my brother went to go see to the oh, midnight good. screening of it. And we just came out going, what was that all about? Because we loved The Matrix so, so much. We watched it on VHS all the live long day. I was so excited for it. And I remember really enjoying it up until that kernel experience. I came over like, I don't think I like that. And I think going back and rewatching it, I'm like, no, it's mostly fine. It's just that kernel scene's really rubbish. The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions are both half a good movie. (laughs) It really is. They are one fantastic (laughs) movie. Absolutely. It's just cut out all the real non-Matrix stuff. Yep, it's like the Foo Fighters double album or... Better example, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. There is one really good album in there, but it's spread out over two discs, and really, it's just okay. It's WrestleMania 35. <laughs> There's a fantastic three-hour pay-per-view in that show. But it's, it's I'll got- be damned if I can find it, though. <laughs> uh, just before we go into the main show, though, I will say, last thing on uh, Van Helsing, do you know, it's got basically the same runtime as Avengers Infinity War. No. And it does not justify having such a long runtime. It never ends. It just keeps going. Two hours 40. It's about two hours 20, that film. Good grief. Yeah, two hours 20. I couldn't believe how long it was. When it kept going, I was like, God, I I knew it was long. I don't remember it being this long, though. And it is long. Joe Johnston. It is Joe Johnston, yeah. Mm. And it it does not have anything in there that justifies it being over two hours, let alone 90 minutes. Like, if it had been 90 minutes, you'd be like, pfft, a bit bloated, that. At two hours 20, it's like, crikey. Nearly two films. 72 minutes. That's all you want. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the sweet spot. All right, let's crack into the main show where we're going to be ranking the 2019 Superstar Shake-Up Draft. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time talking about it. But because it is a bank holiday weekend, there's going to be no there's no mailbag, there's no crap gimmicks. So those will be making their return next week. But here is the show. Dig it, 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 dig it
We've missed it for two weeks. We missed it for two weeks. Yeah, it's been a while since you and I have done this. Laurie and I did like a bonus one on Monday. But yeah, it's been, feels like it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, and apologies for not giving you enough content, guys. Yeah. yeah. We have been slacking, it must yeah, be said. Yeah, yeah, we really dropped the ball over WrestleMania. <sighs> Mate, just sleeping in is what Sorry, we were doing. Yeah, sleeping in the day. At one point, I got up at half past six in the evening. I had to leave the house at seven. Yeah, and you went to bed at 8 p.m. the previous night, which is <laughs> yeah. worrying. So it's, much sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah. worried about you. Nearly 24 hours sleep. No one should sleep that much. Yeah, well, you know, I felt like I needed it. Anyway, it's Superstar Shake-Up Week this week, and it was, drumroll, kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I've seen some people say it was the worst of all time, but really, I'm, I'm like... It's hard to sort of rank them in comparison, really, because while they may seem like it's not really that interesting, I would argue that it's the people that are drafted that are not interesting as opposed to the draft itself and people moving. Like some of these moves just feel like they're unilateral moves. They're not going to get pushed either way. They're just bodies that are being moved around. I think of so of all the modern era brand split draft stuff, so ever since 2016, I think 2016 was the most exciting, just because it was the first one. It was a big draft. It felt new. Uh, 2017. And I'd also argue as well, that was the way the best setup as well, because yep. they had people literally like drafting people, and like you had like first pick drafts. And as you said on the, I think it was the SmackDown review, you managed to turn storylines out of that. Mm, mm. Yeah, like the famous one being Carmella, who was picked last, I think. Mm-hmm. Or was that the year later? Uh, 2017. It was that year. Was, was, that was the Carmella year? No, no, 2016 was, right, right. was the Carmella year. And I, I believe they still at least had a kind of structure. 2018, people just turned up. But it created this amazing SmackDown roster of Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Andrade, Andrade like this super six people at the yeah. top of uh, of SmackDown. And, you know, it's weird. A year later, we're talking about Kofi Kingston, who was not even factored into any of that. So at least it had that, but it didn't really have the structure or the format of the traditional draft and trades. And it was just confusing. People were showing up willy nilly. There's, there's no substance there. So of all of the stuff since the 2016 brand split, I think without question, this is the most disappointing draft in terms of execution and in terms of an, an uninspiring set of moves. Largely. I think there are some good moves, actually. I would, I would disagree on that front. So it's very hard to have a completely disastrous superstar shakeup mm-hmm. or draft. I hate that we call them the shakeups now. Like, well, I mean, I still call it the draft yeah. on Twitter because it's easier writing draft than like, it's like, oh, these people have been drafted as opposed to these people have been shooken up. Mm. Yeah, the, there are so, the WWE have such an amazing roster of talent that it's almost impossible to do a bad draft because you're always going to be excited about one or two people. So when I say this is the worst or most disappointing draft mm-hmm. that they've done since 2016. That's not to say like I'm I'm not excited by it because there's still some combinations that I very much am, but compared to the previous years, yeah, it just it it feels very lackluster. There were two huge names, I suppose, because it's AJ and Roman are probably like the big names that moved across, whereas mm. everyone else was lower mid card or tag teams that really felt like they had no direction on the brand they were previously on, with the exception of maybe the Usos. Um, Rey Mysterio had been featured, but like Andrade had been on SmackDown for a year and had done pretty much nothing. 
So hopefully, it's, it's kind of the thing now. Whereas I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, cool. Andrade's on Raw. Hopefully that can now create a push. I'm looking at Buddy Murphy on SmackDown. Hopefully that can create a really good singles push. Chad Gable's on SmackDown. Hopefully that can create a really good singles push. But I have got my hopes up a lot, and it's always been in me in the ass. And yet here I am, doing it all over again. Yeah. Well, we're, we're you know we're we're optimistic. Sports fans. Optimistic, yeah. Every season. Well, this that, is our season. Absolutely, that. And as uh, the comments keep telling us, we're paid by WWE oh, yeah, to, yeah, to be yeah, optimistic, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you raise a good point, though, that it's... And, and that's kind of how we've structured our list here, that a, a few of the moves that we've ranked high are just because we're excited about about the, the potential. There's, like, nothing in WWE's track record to say that they're going to follow through with this... But we're so excited, we're almost blinded by it. But on the flip side, some people who could potentially be freshened up in the draft, they've been so badly booked forever that we put them right at the bottom. Yes. Because we just can't, we, we, we can't even fathom putting our hopes in them again. And that's WWE's booking, not the performers themselves. So right at the bottom, at the bottom of our list, Eric Young to Raw. Yeah, this is a real sad one. Um, I did my news on Thursday that was kind of looking at like Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf and Nikki Cross and everything, saying goodbye to Sanity as a group. And it just made me think, like, God dang it, man. Like, you really had something there with these, like, as a foursome unit, and you just did nothing. Like, and I would argue, didn't even try. Mm. Like, and that's, I think, what annoys me more about Sanity on the main roster. If they'd have come up, and just fallen completely flat, and the crowd didn't get into them, and it just worked as an NXT act, then that's fine. You say, well, it worked in NXT, it didn't work on the main roster, some things aren't always going to work on the main roster. Hey, Adam Rose was over massively in NXT, Emma was over massively in NXT, just didn't transfer up to the main roster. But they just didn't even try. Hmm. Took two months to debut them, they had one pre-show pay-per-view match, and that was it. They had some fun video packages. I was into them then, even though they didn't have Nikki Cross. Those were still the, mm. the days of, ah, sanity are coming up. Yeah, there, there could still be something here. What an exciting little tag team division mm. that SmackDown has got. But yeah, they, just, they didn't even try. So it's not just the year of Eric Young being booked into oblivion. It's just, uh, it's almost, I would have preferred this to have been mentioned on WWE.com. There's something so insulting about him being at the back of this graphic yeah. when they announced it on Raw and not yeah, verbally just verbally saying, oh yeah, and Eric Young's coming across. It's insulting. He's not going to go anywhere. We should also mention as well that at the time of this recording, Nikki Cross doesn't have a brand. In mm. fact, if you go to her page on WWE.com, she doesn't have a brand list, uh, against her. And I wonder if that's going to be part of her character is that she is brandless and she's just going to show up and cause havoc on each one of the shows. Um, Alexander Wolf, we it's reported, is heading back to NXT. I'd wager NXT UK, do a little ring camp reunion down there with Marcel Bartel and probably throw Fabian Eichner in there as well. Might as well, they're already a tag team with Wolf and Walter. Uh, and Damo is staying on SmackDown. Mm. Killian Day. Killian Day, yes. So... We'll see what comes of him. We've got a lot to get through, so we'll yeah. pick up the speed from now. Uh, EC3 to Raw. Yeah. Uh, it just... He felt I, like a Raw guy anyway. Yeah, it feels like a Raw... Yeah, he's got the body for Raw. They just... I, I don't know why they, they're not using him. The, the thing that's so sad about this is when Braun Strowman squashed him on Monday night, I just thought, oh, okay, he'll move to SmackDown, get paired with Drake Maverick. 
Drake Maverick. And that 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 can be a new start, but that's not happening. And now if he's because he's staying on Raw, that kind of squash stench is gonna stay with him. Yeah. And and when I said he feels like a raw guy anyway, I don't think he's ever been on SmackDown. Like I know he was one of those that six that were like, hey, they can go across both brands. He might have been on SmackDown, mm. but I don't think it was anything of note. Yeah, if it was, it was a dark match. Or he appeared like in a backstage thing watching Looking Kofi. at a mirror. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe looking at a mirror or something like that. Mickey James to SmackDown. This is kind of just a nothing trade, really. They've done nothing with her, which is such a shame because every time she's been put in a role of prominence that isn't associated with, with Alexa Bliss, I think she's knocked it out of the park. Yeah, this does separate her away from Bliss, though, so there is always that. Um, Liv Morgan to SmackDown. This is more... Maybe this should be higher because the Riot Squad... I've, I've got no... I do like the Riot Squad, but some people are, are distraught by this. Mm. I'm like, why? <laughs> they haven't done anything. Those classic feuds they had with... <laughs> Ronda and Natty over the table. Mm. Remember that one? Um, I, I think the reason why I'd put Liv down so low is that for me, the breakout style was Sarah Logan, not Liv Morgan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Of, of all the ones to, to put on them, put by themselves. Yeah. And Ruby Wright should be pushed uh, further as well. Uh, Apollo Crews to SmackDown. I think that's that. We're going from the bottom to the top, by the way. Uh, I think that speaks for itself. He's just had so many start stop pushes. I'm just I'm tired of them. Cranky, now. remember that mega push he was getting uh, around December time. I say mega push. That might be a bit harsh, but he was like he got all those eliminations in that battle royal or whatever it was, and it felt like hey they're starting to push a pot. No, nope, just drop that. Um, now you you said this was unfair. I did say this you was had unfair. this one ranked a lot higher, but I I overruled you. Yeah, Lacey Evans to Raw. Hey man, I'm I'm supporting Lacey. Mm. She's done nothing to convince me. That she's a any good, b that she deserves a title program so prominently. I don't know what to say, man. It's just that it it it's something different. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, in a month's time, two months' time, when Becky's still feuding with Lacey, everyone can come back and yeah. pay tribute. To yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. And and do you know what? <clears throat> you're not wrong. So now we move into the. Stuff I'm excited about. So those are the only bad, bad ones. I would say the next one is as well, only because the next one this was heavy machinery to SmackDown. And the reason I've got them down so low is that they're going into a tag division that is mostly non-existent. Mm. And so they're really going to struggle. Yeah, but you, n- you never know who they're going to pair up with people. Uh, Kevin Owens and Big E. Sorry, Kevin Owens and Xavier could be a tag team for Maybe. a bit. Um, yeah, with Big E out. Yeah, Big yeah. E's out. Sheamus is out. That takes away two of your top tag teams that you've got on SmackDown. Chad Gable and Apollo Crews. Bash them together. Shelton Benjamin's still on SmackDown, yeah. so you could reunite American Beta. So, I and Heavy Machinery are so much fun. And they love to have fun. They love to have fun. That uh, I don't really worry about them wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not looking at them going, oh, these are future tag team champions, although they probably will be. They're more of the sort of comedy... Midcard tag act. And I don't think winning the tag belts really means much for the <coughs> main roster. No, no, no. Uh, Rey Mysterio to Raw. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think we're more down on, he's not higher because we've been such a big fan of Rey over the last year. Well, before then, but he's returned to WWE. But we wanted him to face Lars. Yeah. And I, Lars I, that, has gone to SmackDown. That is it. And also, like, when I look at Ray on Raw, I'm like, where do you fit in here? Mm. Like, what role do you 
what role do you do you have? I suppose you're going to wish to continue feuding with Joe. And I suppose that may be why I've got him so down on the list, or at least when I was writing up this list, why I put him down so low is because the other two people that he was feuding with on SmackDown were Joe and Andrade, who have just gone over to Raw. So when you look at, oh, who can you feud with? Oh, Joe and Andrade. There's nothing fresh there. It's, just, yeah. it's the same lads, just with different colors now. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet to Raw well known established tag team and that's the reason I've got them down so low is because they're still a tag team Yeah, and also they felt like Raw guys anyway because again they barely featured on Smackdown mm. so they just felt they like they featured on Smackdown a lot did they? Yeah, in they fact they, they had more tag matches on Raw they were on Raw every single week they had a lot of six man two man <laughs> Four man, I would argue they had eight man. so many more matches on Raw and they appeared in more We're Watching TV backstage segments on SmackDown. I know they competed for the SmackDown tag titles at WrestleMania, but I don't think that counts as it was just thrown together at the okay. last minute. Well, this is, this is one of the reasons why we're not excited. I think there's so many people on here where if they just held off on them until this week's show... Yeah. We'd be, we'd be over the moon. Absolutely, yeah. Alistair Black and Ricochet on Raw now. That's incredible. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, but because they got called up a month or two ago in the in the no man's land in the build to WrestleMania, it felt like it was impossible to get excited by them because yeah. they were lost in the shuffle for a month and a half of placeholding. Plus, they're a tag team. And, and, and they shouldn't be a tag team. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Miz yeah, you, you bumped him up I bumped him up because Miz is excellent 
ever since that like no one has benefited or improved more since the brand split yeah, yeah. than the Miz in WWE. And that's largely because of Talking Smack and how he was really able to get himself over there. That fantastic feud with Daniel Bryan that wasn't so fantastic by the end of it. Uh, and of course, there's the Miz theory where whatever brand Miz goes to, that will be the more enjoyable show of WWE TV for that year. Yeah. So, can Miz save Raw once again? And will I end up with Jinder Mahal as WWE champion again? Mm. Yeah, the problem is, Miz is now a babyface. Yeah. And the guy he was feuding with, Shane McMahon, which I just assumed was going to continue after Mania and the Miz dad, Shane money I mean, match. It is, right? Is it? Well, he attacked Shane on Raw. So Shane's on Raw? Yeah, Shane, we said Shane's an omnipresence. He can go across both brands. Oh, yeah, because there's, shambles, there's, yeah. there's no authority figures anymore. There's just the McMahons, and the McMahons control both shows. Again, which is why the superstar shakeup doesn't really make any sense, because mm. despite the fact that the McMahons in charge, they seemed blindsided by a lot of the changes that happened. Yeah. yeah Maybe can't it's they just Linda? stop Roman Reigns happening? Maybe it's Linda that's making all the changes. Mm. So that's why Miz isn't higher, but... I'm a big fan of him. Big fan. Uh, he's now on the same show as Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Oh, the Mistourage. I forgot about that little Maybe gimmick. we got a little baby face reunion. The B team. Do you know what's funny? When we were going through the tag teams on Raw, I actually forgot to put down the B team. Mm. There was another team I forgot as well. and I forgot. Stacked. Yeah. It's a stacked roster. Oh, Rhino is. and Heath Slater was the other one. Um, the Viking experienced a Raw. Yeah. No. I mean, I am excited for Viking experience on Raw, on the main roster. Kind of sucks that we now know they're just going to be losing the tag titles on NXT at some points. But, hey, they're such a good team. And I am on side of <laughs> Lance Storm and Mick Foley and, and a few others here that talent will get over a name. Like, it's a bad name. It is a bad name. But it is not a bad, it's not bad enough a name that it's going to hold them back. Mm. I So I think a lot of people have gone and bogged down with the terrible name. My my more fundamental disagreement with it is just, why bring them up? I, I, just, I don't look at War Raiders' sorry, Viking experience Thank and you. think, let's bring them up to Raw's tag division. I'll bring up another team or just no teams at all because you brought up Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team for a bizarre reason. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I... And, and the match that they had at NXT, they're still the NXT Tag Champions. It's obviously a decision that was made very late in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it's so funny as well. I know you don't watch it, but on this week's NXT, they, there's a backstage segment with Street Profits. They walk out of William Regal's office wearing T-shirts that very prominently say, War Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Laurie told me. And then later on, Nigel McGuinness is, has to call them the Viking, Viking experience. And what is probably an overdub line. Oh, 100% yeah. it is. Yeah. Same with Kyrie Sane. Uh, so, so, yeah, I just... There's the name, <coughs> which is problematic, but it's just I don't see the need for them to come up. So, yeah, it feels rushed. I get worried about rushed NXT call-up decisions because that implies they have no plans for them. And that's when we see these really amazing acts flounder, never recover. I mean, I'll be more, I'm more concerned for them because Vince clearly has no love for tag teams at the moment. He does not care about the tag team division, doesn't care about the tag team titles. And when Vince isn't into something, that's when it gets lost in the shuffle. Mm. And unfortunately, tag teams just all fall under that umbrella and they'll just be featured in matches that won't mean anything. 
for belts that don't mean anything either. I actually don't know who the tag champs are. Oh, it's Hawkins and Ryder. But, uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, I, yeah, it did take me a little while there because I thought it was the revival. Maybe we'll get that tag match, Money in the Bank match this year. Hey, that's why Sanity yeah. were brought up last year. Um, Naomi to Raw. Actually, I would put this lower. Yeah, thinking not, about it, I probably should have put this lower. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Like Naomi, but I'm not really inspired by any of her matches. And the Raw women's roster now <laughs> doesn't feel that strong. Mm. Natty. Tamina. Yeah, with, with Naya out injured and Sasha Banks seemingly, well, in question, I suppose, at the moment. And Alexa Bliss not really wrestling them that much at all. Yeah. It might make Naomi the top star of their division. It's yeah. Naomi and Lacey Evans currently. Samoa Joe to Raw. This is a question mark, but it's pretty much a given uh, based on everything. He was meant to debut there, not debut, but return there on Monday, but he was ill. Yeah. Sick to the point of barely functioning but is the quote. But he still showed up to work. That's how good of, that's how big of a man Joe is. I, if I was flu, I would be scared <laughs> that Samoa Joe got me. Samoa Joe probably spent most of his time backstage trying to choke it out. Yeah. He put himself in the Kikina <laughs> clutch. Uh, so yeah, um, Samoa Joe to Raw. He's he's done stuff on SmackDown, but he's not not really feel felt big time. I think unfortunately. that I think that too long a feud with AJ really hurt a lot of Joe's yeah. momentum. So which which is why we're positive on this move because Joe on Raw freshen up the character, start putting him in those big meat man matches. But AJ is also there as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know Samoa Samoa Joe Seth Rollins. They just don't work together. We went to go see Raw live, didn't oh, we? Do you remember? Such a clunky I match. actually used that match. Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. I used that match to go get us drinks. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, this is not very good. I'm going to go get a drink. <coughs> but I'm into Joe versus Braun. I'm concerned Joe might drop the US title to Braun as quickly as possible. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Chad Gable to SmackDown and Cedric Alexander to Raw. I think those are both us. Optimistic. Hoping, hoping against hope that yeah. it does lead to something. Yeah, finally do something with Chad. Oh, and uh, Alexander time. is, of course, moving from 205 Live, which is a great move. That they, they they couldn't have picked two better 205 Live guys. We'll get onto the other one later to move across to main continuity, in yeah. my opinion. Now, this next one is one that you moved up way higher than I had it, and I would argue should be way lower. Mm. I like Elias. Hey, I like Elias too. SmackDown is a two-hour show. We can't have 15-minute Elias segments clogging up time. Yeah, I know. So maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they're going to condense it down. You're the whole... You keep saying, focus on the positives. That is his positive, Mm. is that he's very good in those segments. Then the bell rings. Remember the baby face push that he had when they stopped doing those segments and just had the matches and he got less over because of it? Well, I'm hoping you, you, you pace out the segments. You don't do it every week. And maybe you do... We were talking about the backstage film segments where you film skits with Elias. They're about two minutes a week and you, you pepper shows with those. And then every three weeks you do a proper big in-ring segment. My worry for Raw now is that that show often feels like it struggles to fill time anyway. And they've taken away one of the easiest filler times that they had <laughs> over there. Because they, like, they look at the run and be like, God, we're running 20 minutes short. Ah, we haven't put an Elias segment mm. in yet. Of course it is. Slot that in there, middle of hour two. That will bump up the time that we need. And we'll just start in a couple of ad breaks there. And it'll lead to nothing. Yeah. I'm a... Uh... Yeah, maybe you should be lower. There's, there's another thing as well. Have you seen the local advertisements for the, the, progr- the main event programmes? On Raw and I SmackDown. Well, you'll be happy to know on Raw, 
It's AJ Styles, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus... The mid-card of evil. Yep, absolutely. Expect so. And on SmackDown, it's Roman Reigns versus Elias. <sighs> Mate, those do not sound like fun matches. I had to find an image for Roman Reigns versus Elias. I googled it. Four of the top ten Google image search results were rest holds. <laughs> You know where it's got the raw logo yeah, in the bottom no, left? Yeah. And it's just, just Elias ooh, on I the got floor you in like that. Chin lock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. It's I, not the feud Roman needs right now. It really, really isn't. But that's like, that's the match that they always book him in. The match where the heel just gets him in headlocks and rest holes. And then Roman, oh, he fires back. It's the Hulk Hogan match that they've been doing since the 1980s that worked brilliantly in the 1980s. But wrestling's very different now in the 2019s. It's Vince is, Vince is not as innovative as everyone thinks. He always goes back to the, the safe things that worked in the past. Yeah. And not the, not the proper things like consistency and logical storylines, but this template of match, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, yeah. now Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It's a shame. Uh, Finn Balor to SmackDown. Uh, I'm of the opinion uh, that Balor should drop the IC belt. Not sharpish. But I think he should drop it and get himself into that main event mix instead. Get in there with Kofi and Roman. I can imagine Roman would be in that main event scene. Owens and Randy Orton. I think that he is too good to be in the sort of mid-card slot. He mm. needs to be in that WWE championship picture, particularly if he has the Good Brothers um, backing him up. Yeah, Or he turns heel, keeps the IC title. Yeah, but again, that still just slots him yeah. in that mid-card. And I, I think he's better than that. I think he can go above it. Um, Lars Sullivan to SmackDown. Yeah, you moved him up our list. Yeah, I just think I'm st- he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I know I know he went a bit creepy, Carmella, with the... But I yeah, I just... I like Lars Sullivan. I love the way he wrestles and moves. We haven't actually seen him in a proper match yet, just beat-down segments. I don't think we'll see him in a proper match for quite some time. We're going to get a lot of squashes. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say, I'm hopeful. It's a shame he's not with on the same brand as Rey Mysterio, because I think that would be the perfect but first it's such a good them. first. But is there like a smaller guy, Chad Gable maybe? to have a feud with. But like, Lars doesn't gain anything from beating Chad Gable. That's very Chad true, Gable's yeah. been beaten by everyone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where they go there, but I'm, I'm inadvisedly hopeful. Uh, Kyrie Sane to SmackDown. I've actually realised we haven't, we've missed someone off the list as well because oh, yeah? it confirmed that Sami Zayn's on Raw as well. Okay. Because he showed up on SmackDown last week, so there was a bit of a question mark of what brand he was on, I guess. Um, but he is now a Raw guy. Okay, so he was a Raw guy before, though. Yeah, but he was on SmackDown. For Kevin that Owens is technically a draft of SmackDown. Yeah, he got drafted. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is so confusing. <laughs> um, but Kyrie saying the SmackDown. Yeah, I've got all three of the SmackDown women's trades. Uh, I grouped them together, mm-hmm. uh, Ember Moon, Bailey, and Kyrie saying because I just think that it bolstered SmackDown's women's division so, so much. My, I was thinking about this this morning, though. The women's tag division now feels very lacking. There are, I think... Just three teams? You've got the Iconics, yeah. Asker and Kyrie Sane, and Fire and Desire. Because Nia and Samit, Nia's injured, so that team's out. Riot Squad have been split up. Um, well, I guess you could have Ruby and Logan. 
Unless Ruby and Logan stick together. That yeah. would be weird. And it just, like, as much as you can put up this pretense that the tag belts are being defended across both brands, really, the, they're just going to be defended on what brand the people were originally on until another brand wins it, and then they'll just defend it amongst their group of teams as well. Mm. So it just feels like the SmackDown women's tag division, I don't think, has a lot of teams currently. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. They've got a lot of women, though. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they just merge some together. It's This, this exact thing happened with TNA when they had the knockouts tag team championships they introduced them thinking like this is and this was like you know the mid like late mid to late 2000s so way ahead of WWE mm. and sort of thing way way ahead of them i mean TNA for all their faults way ahead of WWE in terms of actually presenting women as wrestlers but you know it was all our fault it was all our fault sorry page um but they introduced these tag belts because the beautiful people were so over and then after a while, they were like, well, we can't just keep them on the, uh, the beautiful people all the time. We'll just put Franken teams together. Tag belts then never meant anything. And Eric Young won them. Yes. Well, maybe that's what will happen here. Eric Young's on Raw. We can so hope. Yeah, maybe. Can hope. Eric Young and Nikki Cross. Yeah. There's your sanity that <laughs> you wanted. Uh, but yeah, all three of them. Kyrie Sane, very excited to see her up with Asuka. Although the page pairing is questionable. Uh, Bailey, I know she got booed. I'm holding out. Someone did tweet me saying that Canada hates Sasha Banks and they were booing Sasha Banks being mentioned, not Bailey. Uh, Meltzer has said from people he's spoken to who were also there, well, they were so into Ember Moon versus Becky Lynch that when oh, Bailey came right. out, the crowd just booed. Interesting. Yeah, so they would have booed anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you reset Bailey into pure babyface once again, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm concerned. Bolted now. That the, horse yeah, bolted. I'm hoping that this is a <coughs> firm reset button and we can get ourselves back to proper Bailey again. But Ember Moon hasn't been ruined. This is, she's quite unique. She ha- she's at the, the total eclipse that she's been quite protected. She hasn't done anything. Nope. But she hasn't been badly booked. Yeah. She's been inefficiently booked. So she's actually got the most potential of maybe any of all the trades. I could see her winning money in the bank. Yes. Total Eclipse off the ladder. Oh, hello, mate. Uh, so, yeah, very exciting. The Usos to Raw, just because that freshens up their competition. Yeah, really And does. Raw's, as you said, the tag division is stacked now. Like, the Usos versus the Viking experience. But, like, name aside, that match mm. is money right there. That's a match I want to see. Splash versus Splash. Oh, mate. Cartwheel versus Cartwheel. Yeah. Uh, that's really exciting. Andrade and Zelina Vega as a package to Raw. Because I think this is something you can push Andrade into that main event scene now. Get him out of that sort of like mid-card position mm. that he's been in. Slot him straight in there with <coughs> Seth and everyone else. And that's all. Like, Vega makes that act seem so big time. Yeah. I, there's something about their pairing that works so well. And yeah, and Andrade versus... Well, Andrade versus AJ now. Andrade versus Rollins yep. is enormously exciting. Well, that's it. Like you saying that Seth versus AJ is like the, the matches that are currently on the house show loops, or at least being advertised for the house show loops, are, are exciting. I'm more into the idea of Andrade versus Seth, though. Mm. Like real yeah. heel uh, Andrade going up against pure babyface Seth Rollins. Um, speaking of AJ, AJ Styles to Raw. Yeah. Freshens yeah. him up a lot. He's not been on Raw since the brand split. He's been very much a SmackDown guy. Same with the Usos. So actually them moving across really does feel like a freshing up of him. Same with Roman. Mm, yeah. Uh, and Roman Reigns the SmackDown. Yeah. Which is... Well, I, th- I I really felt like that was a big deal. And I, I thought the reset of his character 
I know you said that <laughs> he's made fun of me for saying that, but he wasn't a grateful, humble Joanna Wai who's just come back from leukemia. Because effectively, since he came back to WrestleMania, he's been doing that shtick. Yeah. It's it's a house show. I'm just happy to be here. Here are my shield buddies. And I had I thought that was a mistake. Maybe not a mistake for the first week, just because everyone was so happy to see him, but a mistake in the long run, because you really want to start building on that momentum now, rather than just keeping him at, isn't it great he's here? Isn't it great he's here? Yeah. Uh, I want to move on from real life and go back into make-believe world that he's a superhero. And I felt like that was what happened here, and the, you know, punching Vince McMahon in the jaw. The only thing I would change is... Don't have him wrestle before now. Have him come back in February, announce that he's in remission, he'll be back soon, then you don't see him until SmackDown Superstar Shakeup where he comes out at the end. But we wouldn't have had our last Shield reunion against the mid-card. Was it against the mid-card of Evil? Look, that you could just get a couple of weeks longer on Dean Ambrose's contract and you'd maybe do something like that. That was a nice moment, but I think, I think it comes at the detriment of of longevity and Roman's push. Or... Because, so, like, that Roman versus Drew match had no right being on the WrestleMania card. A, a card that was too long as yeah. it was. Um, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to try and cut you off there, but I was going to say another way around that to kind of, like, combine the two ideas together is that you bring him back in February and say, hey, I'm, at a remiss- I'm in remission, y'all. I'll be back soon. Everyone's like, woohoo, yay, this is great. I'll be back soon. Keep him off TV. Debut him here on SmackDown. But at the same time, in that big, long gap of stretch, advertise the Shield's final match is going to be on this house show that we're going to be doing that's going to be airing live Mm. on the network so you can tune in and watch it. So that's you think that's going to be Roman's big return match. And that's the match that we're building to. Yeah. And then you have this nice big surprise here. That's really good. That way you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. The best of both worlds. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Starts here tonight. Uh, but you might be thinking, hey, there's one you've missed. And it's not Sami Zayn. No. Or Kevin Owens or, or probably Cross. loads <laughs> of others we've missed. A top pick. And we both agreed on this. You wrote it down first. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Buddy Murphy, the SmackDown. There is so much potential in Buddy Murphy on SmackDown Live that I am very, very excited. I just don't want to be here in six months' time thinking, God, remember how excited we were for Buddy <sighs> being Why are we doing back? this to ourselves? I don't want him to be andrade We need to get that now as I get... Because, yeah. like, and I don't also don't want him to just become Buddy, like, within the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Because he has got a surname, and those are, those are things that Vince does not like. They get a chop in. A surname... Or, I mean, back in the day, it was the first names. Alexander, Antonio. Yep. Good God. So, yeah, he could end up just being Buddy. Is Buddy worse than being called Murphy? I quite like Buddy. Reminds me of the elf. Yeah, but but that's probably not the best thing in the world, is it? To be reminded of Buddy the elf. A short guy. (laughs) Yeah. Having connotations to an elf gimmick. Yeah. Uh, we've got this email in from Ibrahim, who says, Hey, Luke, Ollie, elf fake person and not the one guy that Tomo likes. Hmm. Uh, before I start, congratula- congratulations, Pete. We love you. And yes, Ollie being called oil should be a real thing. He says this is like a, uh, a, a an email of lots of small points. So maybe we can try and address things but, as but, they go. There have been so many inside jokes already. <laughs> yeah. Like some of those jokes are specific to live chat 
on the live Wrestle Ramble. Yeah, but they're mentioned on show, so they'll be in the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, you guys got super chat the other day about getting an Instagram account. Being a frequent Instagram user, I'd love if you guys would start using that Instagram account that you posted on like three times last May. Last May? I don't think that's us. Is it not? No. Okay. I don't remember doing it. I, I, don't, I remember suggesting to you that maybe we should have one for MediaCon. Like, we'll set it up and we'll have MediaCon as our big launch of it. But then we'd said, there's too much on. We'll forget about it. We don't want to be WWE where we mm. start a storyline and then just forget about it. Yeah, let's, let's focus on talent. Yes. Well, yeah, it's the future. Yeah. Um, I guess you forgot to do if you got you have an Instagram. Yes, shocking, I know. I just want to give you my thoughts on the topic, but if you guys don't want to run too many social media accounts, I get that. Now the reason I'm sending this email, I think Laurie and you, brackets Luke, should do a segment on the podcast where people send in emails about a kind of movie TV series they want to watch, and you can give them recommendations for that kind of movie. Now, I would say that I think Ollie Davis could also be able to do that because he is a man who loves movies and TV shows. Wait, sorry, sorry. I was searching Instagram for Wrestle Talk accounts. What did you find? Um, there's a there's a Wrestle Talk podcast. There's a Wrestle Talk cast. They're called the Wrestle Talk podcast. Mm. When were they created? I guess we're Wrestle Ramble. Uh, I don't know. Wednesdays at eight p.m. They're getting a little cheap plug here. What was their uh, last review? Episode two four two looks it looks recent because it says two belts. Oh, they do fantasy booking. What is this? Us from another universe? <laughs> oh, it's the Mandela effect. Um, they've got a fair few followers on the on the gram. Yeah, wow, nearly three thousand. Blimey, that's more followers than Randy Danson has. But sorry, what was the... So yeah, the question, so we don't well, have an Instagram, is to, to yeah. clear all this up. Well, what he's asking here is, I think... <laughs> uh, well, he does say specifically, I think Luke and Laurie should do a segment on the podcast where people send in emails about a kind of movie, TV series they want to watch, and you can give them recommendations for that kind of movie. Hmm. But they don't want you doing that. They don't want me doing Well, they that. just suggested Laurie and I do it. Oh. Maybe it's an NXT question. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at recommendations. That's what I was saying. Well, that's, that was I was putting you over and mm. saying you actually would be very good at this segment. Yeah, I think I take into account what other people's tastes are. Unlike Luke, will just recommend Turbo Kid. Depend- I, it's a good not film. Not dependent on the audience. It's a fun film. <laughs> but yeah, it, I just appreciate it's a fun film for me. Um, yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, 80% fact, if you apply moisturizer to try and not let your skin get dry and it gets too sunny, you will actually end up helping your skin get drier. So moisturizer in the sun is drying out my face? Apparently so. That's know. an 80% fact. Uh, and lastly, I want to thank you for, and he's written a lot of numbers here, hours of content uh, you put up to make WWE content bearable. Also, I'm pretty sure you guys put out more non-exclusive content than WWE. Anyway, go to sleep. Good luck for the marathon, Ollie, unless mm. you're probably reading this after the marathon was over. Sorry if the email was long. As you can see, there's a bunch of different emails all in one. Thank you very much for that correspondence. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Uh, would you like some more 80% facts before we get out of here? Yes, please. Okay, so this one comes in from uh, uh, Matt. You'll see why I'm giggling in a minute. Uh, Good day, Luke. Salutations, Laurie. Hello, Ollie. F you, Randy. Mongol uh, Mongol invasions of ancient Japan were thwarted by hurricanes on two separate occasions. This is the original term for kamikaze or divine wind. Huh. 80% fact. Of course, the Mongols did. Eventually, 
trounce uh, China and Japan. That's where they invented the the siege warfare. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he also notes here, been a, a pod swafter for coming up on a year now after discovering you guys on YouTube back during the first lorry invasions. I am loving the new format with the live shows where fans can interact with you guys during the recording. That said, I really hope you guys don't get burnt out doing the live streams of everything coming up this weekend. I'm still about Mania weekend. I feel like the vast majority of fans, including myself, would not mind if this, in the slightest if the ordeal ends up being too overwhelming and has to be cut down to something more manageable. Would hate to see you guys get burned out. Slow stop the WrestleTalk content altogether. Your brother in Consistency from Eastern Canada, Sween Machine. We only dropped one show. Yeah, we didn't do a review of uh, G1. And that was less out of laziness, although I did enjoy that extra bit of sleep. Yeah. But more because it appeared that no one cared about <laughs> the G1. <laughs> it is, uh, it's laughable, the st- the st- our back-end stats <laughs> on the yeah. G1 New Japan ROH coverage. Yeah. Despite the Enzo and Cass thing. You'd thought that would... well. People wanted to talk about that, but no one wanted to talk about anything else that actually happened on the show. The super chats were so funny. People just were coming in to let us know what was happening at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Bret Hart getting attacked and Triple H calling AEW a pissant company. Pissant company. What is a pissant? I've never heard that word before. I guess it's, but I don't know, probably just a way to say that it is uh, small. While you're doing a Google, here's another 80% fact from Jeff. He says, hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Peter, not Randy. Got a quick 80% fact for you. Did you know the game Tetris got its name for Tetra, meaning four, since all the pieces are comprised of four blocks? Combining this tennis... Combining with tennis, since the creator's favorite sport is tennis. My cousin told me this as a fun fact, and I've never looked it up because it sounded good enough to me. Keep up the consistent work. Your buddy Jeff. Hey, it works for me. Works That's for- something I will just repeat to people. Yeah. Yeah. Is the long piece, though, four? I think the long piece is yeah, five. I think the long piece is four. Because hmm. I, I, I live for those long pieces. Four That's my r- tactic. Four in a row, I think, is called a Tetris. A line clear. A line, a line clear is called a Tetris. Yes, yeah, so that is four lines. I thought it might have been five. But yeah. Did you know that? Um, no, no, but uh, yeah. I'll, yeah, it, I'll makes a speci- it makes a special noise uh, when you get it on the Game Boy. What noise? So if you got like a big block and you get four of them with mm. the line, it'll make like a sound. Oh, that's the sweetest And part. that is called a Tetris, which is where I thought the name came from. I, that's one of my go-to uh, analogies. If I'm trying to talk about loads of things coming together at the same time, but they can't move ahead because we need one thing that completes them all, it's that moment in Tetris. It's Pete. I say that about 23 times a year. <laughs> Uh, I have you seen that picture as well that Chris Evans shared from the uh, set of Avengers Endgame where it's just him and oh the leaked footage not was it him it was him yeah it was all Chris Evans all along he was like I'm I'm on my way out they can't fire me Uh, no he posted a picture of him and Scarlett Johansson just like lying down on this couch sort of like shoulder to shoulder playing Tetris on original Game Boys with a link cable whoa it is adorable I don't know who I'm more jealous of Scarlett Johansson or Chris Evans. It is a tough one. Yeah. It is a tough one. I just want to be in between them, snuggling. <laughs> yeah, over snuggling. the shoulder. Said, where are you playing? Where are you playing? No, no, no. I want to be laying in between them. It's like an Ollie filling sandwich. And I, I'll just watch them play, play the game mm-hmm. and occasionally nuzzle into one of their necks. Yeah. Whose yeah. neck do you think it'd be nicer to nuzzle into? Hmm. I think Scarlett nuzzling into my neck would be nicer. Yeah. But me nuzzling into Chris's. Oh, that's so like, that, that's that's the train that I want. Yeah, that's like next level nice. That's yeah. super nuzzle. Yeah. We watched our Captain America First Avenger over the weekend. You had a Joe Johnston marathon. Apparently so. Good film, mate. 
Good, good film, mate. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Strong disagree. Yeah. Good film, mate. <laughs> um, anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Um, we're going to be back to our proper normal schedule as of next week because the bank holiday won't be effing us around. Uh, we'll have the Raw, SmackDown, NXT reviews, and we'll have a proper full Saturday show with crap gimmicks and your mailbag questions because we know you chuffing love them. We'll be back next week. Have a good bank holiday weekend if you are one of our UK pod swafters. Remember, come see us on May 7th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London's Leicester Square. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.